It's Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott, and we read it right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. The sports analyst that covers it all brings it all every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Sometimes they go into overtime. You don't want to miss these two former college football athletes, the Who Dat and Niner Gang, Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Bang Bang Niner Gang. It's Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott, and we read it right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Good evening, good evening, good evening. It is Wednesday, 7 p.m. So that means you are tuning to Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, we got a great one dialed up for you. Uh, this evening, we're going to uh, recap the, uh, the NFL Divisional Rounds. Uh, we're going to talk Texans, obviously Texans, Ravens, Packers, 49ers, Bucks, Lions, and Chiefs, Bills. We're going to uh, preview the uh, NFC and uh, AFC uh, Conference Championships as well. We're going to talk a little quarterback talk as well. We're going to talk Josh Allen, Baker Mayfield, Jordan Love, C.D. Stroud, Lamar Demetrius Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Jared Goff, all those guys. And of course, my man Brock. Brock Purdy as well. And talk some coaching um, hirings, breaking news, ladies and gentlemen. Jim Harbaugh has just been hired by the uh, the, the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. Want to dive into that uh, for sure. Jared uh, Mayo, also Antonio Pierce. So, so much on the table for you guys, ladies and gentlemen. There were some trades made in the NBA, ladies and gentlemen. Again, a full slate for you. And, of course, at the end of the show, East Scott's entertainment segment, which I'm putting up $25 to the uh, to the winner. Hopefully I can uh, retain that uh, this evening, ladies and gentlemen. So with that being said, let's bring in Mr. E. Scott. Mr. E. Scott, how are you doing this evening, my brother? You can be as good as the best of them or as bad as the worst. Don't test me. You better move <laughs> over. <laughs> my bad, my bad. Always coming as smooth as ice, man. So appreciate it, so appreciate it. Hey, hey, man, listen, I, I just sent it into our Never Had It So Good Sports Radio thread. I'm pretty sure everyone saw it. But for our listeners, um, if you, you, you missed it, if you weren't tuned in, it's just been announced that uh, Jim Harbaugh has been hired by the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, he, um, you know, that was on our slate. We want to talk Bill Belichick and, and Jim Harbaugh because they haven't been hired yet. But since there has been a hiring, I want to start off with that, man. Let's start off with the breaking news here. And I want to get your thoughts and opinions on Jim Harbaugh, the Chargers, what kind of coach are the Chargers going to get? Um, and is this the right move for Jim Harbaugh? Is this, are there sanctions coming out of Michigan? This is why he wants to, uh, to take the, uh, the, the lead back into the NFL because he was very successful with my San Francisco 49ers, led them to, you know, conference championships and also, you know, a conference championship and, and, and championship ex, uh, appearances as well. Uh, what say you about this hiring, and, and how soon can Harbaugh get this thing turned around? I think it's the Pete Carroll move. Pete Carroll got in, you know, some hot water at USC, and he got killed it for the NFL <laughs> where he was very successful. That's what I see Harbaugh doing. Excuse me. That's what I see Harbaugh doing in the Mm -hmm. same situation. Now, you mentioned he was successful with San Francisco. 
One of the big thing, biggest things I like he did in San Francisco, they brought him in. He looked at Alex Smith and said, oh, hell no. We got a dude over there. Who's that dude over there wearing number seven? He way better than Alex Smith. Get Alex Smith up out of here. Give me number seven. Didn't even know his name at the time. Give me number seven. Put him out there. And, hey, the rest is history. Because, like, you got to think there's some things going on behind the scenes that we don't know about with the NC2A. The reason I say that is because why would you leave Michigan? You're you're at the height. I mean, you just won the national championship. Championship. Now it's laced with scandal and innuendo, kind of stallions, Spygate. So yeah, hey man, it's it, 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 hey, you got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them. Uh, he he looked at his cards. He had pocket aces. Because he just won the championship. He's like, nah, dog, I fold. Both coaches would have pushed y'all in. But he know mm-hmm. what's coming. Nah, dog, he, he he folded and got up out of there. But, no, I do think it's a good move for Los Angeles. He can't yeah. do any worse than Staley. And he already, has a, he already has a quarterback in Herbert. Um, now, I don't think Herbert is, is the second coming of Jesus like a lot of people do. But I also mm-hmm. don't think he's terrible. I think he can be above average, and and that's what you want in a quarterback yeah. above average. And I think that's Herbert. Now he got to get some key pieces back. He got to yeah. sure up that O line. He got to get some guys healthy. They're more than a hard ball away, but I think yeah. that is a good start for them. Yeah, and you make some excellent points there. And then the, the point that I like the most there is that quarterback position. I mean, a quarterback position. He had Alex Smith. They drafted uh, Colin, Colin Kaepernick, um, you know, in the second round. You know, I think they traded up to actually get Colin Kaepernick. He didn't start him right away. He didn't put him in there. You know, he didn't say, you know, it was there was no bad play by Alex Smith at that time. It was just, I think he wanted to, he, he had a concussion. It was so bad he, that the fans, not myself, because I'm an Alex uh, Smith fan, but um, he went in concussion protocol. Well, I didn't have the protocol at the time, but he went in concussion. And then um, when they took him off, fans were cheering, man, because they were looking forward to, to seeing Colin Kaepernick. But, yeah, you're right there. You, you know, they, they, he, it wasn't his guy. He didn't bring them in. He didn't bring Alex Smith in. But now he's inheriting a quarterback that's a lot better than Alex Smith was. So let's see, you know, what he does because I, he's going to have to stick with this guy because of the fact that I mean, Justin Herbert, because they signed him to that, you know, that huge deal. So it's going to be somebody that he has to uh, he has to work with, and I think he will because he is a quarterback whisperer. He, we saw what he did, you know, with uh, Colin Kaepernick. We saw what he did with J.J. McCarthy, you know, and, uh, and and other other quarterback as well. He's just that that type of guy. Now, with, with the charges, can we see, will we see that, um, you know, will that work? Like you mentioned, they're a hardball away from, you know, getting, being successful. Because right now they're not built for that hardball um, philosophy, that mentality that he wants to instill in the offense, and that's running the ball, being physical on your offensive line of scrimmage, running the ball, being physical on the defensive side of the ball, you know, and, you know, that's what he wants to do. That's his identity. Now, Ironically, or I don't even know, is it is it um, coincidental? E, I don't believe in coincidence, but Fangio, uh, Vic Fangio, just got um, parted ways with the Dolphins, and if you can recall, 
Vic Fangio was the defensive coordinator for the 49ers um, at the time they went to that Super Bowl and that run with Jim Harbaugh. There were speculations out there that Fangio would be on the top of the Eagles list, but I don't see him going away from his guy Harbaugh, who they did, you know, go to the Super Bowl with uh, together. So that's going to be interesting. That's going to be something that is going to be uh, you have to, uh, you know, keep your eyes on there. I, I think it's it's – it's too much of a coincidence, and I don't believe in coincidence, ladies and gentlemen, by any stretch. So I see Fangio being a Los Angeles Chargers defensive coordinator. Um, but, yeah, he, you know, I wanted to bring up, and this goes back to, uh, to, to Bill Belichick, and we kind of talked about this a little bit. I know you're, you're the least – your least favorite team is the Atlanta Falcons, or the Atlanta Falcons, I should say. And Bill Belichick and Jim Harbaugh, they had multiple interviews with this, with this organization. Bill Belichick, they said the steam, you know, that you know, it's it kind of died there. It's losing its steam as far as him being there. And then Jim Harbaugh winds up in in, in uh, L.A. land. What's going on with, with with those Falcons, man? What's going on with Arthur Blank and those guys, man? What, what what's turning these guys away as far as you know Harbaugh and Bill Belichick? Because these are the hottest get names right now, and in, in you know on the market. What say you about that? Now I heard a theory. And it's just a theory, but it may have some traction. First of all, mm-hmm. Atlanta is not a desirable destination as for being the head coach right now based on the way their team is built. They don't have a quarterback. I don't know their draft situation. I don't know their cap situation. But what I've heard as far as Belichick goes, the job is going to be there. I mean, Atlanta may move on here sooner or later, but supposedly – in the next couple of weeks, Andy Reid is supposed to announce his retirement at the end of uh, not this season but next season. So that's a more desirable job. This is just a theory I got put out there. I got you. He's like, I got you. He's like, so if Andy Reid announces his retirement, he coaches one more year, and he retires next year, well, you don't want to be locked into Atlanta for three or four years, and now the ideal job has become available. So, and Andy Reid and Belichick are friends. So you got to mm-hmm. think, if, if he knows that, that, you know, Andy Reid's going to walk away or whatever, he may go do, well, Bill probably can't broadcast because he's terrible. But he yes, can just sir. relax for a year <laughs> and, you know, do, some, do something else and then wait, you know, on that job. Because if you think about it, and we look at Belichick's resume. We know what he's done. We know what he's done. And I'm not saying he shouldn't have to have interviewed. Everybody needs to interview. But two interviews is enough. Just based on his body Seriously. of work, you can say it's Tom Brady. You can say whatever. It is what it is. Either it's a deterrent or it's an attraction. But either mm-hmm. way, there's no more you can learn after two interviews based on what you already know. So that decision should have been made. Either Atlanta should have came out and said, Belichick's not our guy, we move it on, or they should have offered him the job. But I think that job was Belichick's if he wanted it. That's just my theory. But, again, I think he's holding out for what we call the BBD, the bigger, better deal, (laughs) be it Dallas, be it Kansas City, be it Philly. I I mean, you know. Because look at the pieces Atlanta got over there. Yeah. yeah. You're not running over there to, to turn that around. That's a project. Is it Bill in his 70s? 
Yeah, he is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so you're not, at that point, K-Walk, you're not looking for a project. You, you're looking for a team where you can yeah. add a couple pieces and be right there. Dallas, Kansas City, Philly. These are teams yep. that you can just add a couple pieces to be right there. Now, Atlanta, a long way away from being right there. Yeah. But, you know, I think, yeah, I agree with you there with Belichick. I think he has to find that, um, you know, that place that he can win, you know, the next one or two years. I think you gave it a, three, a three-year plan, if you will. So in that three years, they have to be relevant. I, I think it's going to take a long, longer time for, you know, um, you know Bill Belichick to turn that, that, uh, that Atlanta um, uh, organization around even though sometimes I feel like they're just a quarterback away because they do have some talent over there, man, on the offensive side of the ball. When you look at, um, you know, uh, when, when, when you look at uh, Pitt, and you, yeah, the Robinson, yeah. Drake, Drake London, they have some, they have some talent over there. Uh, defensive side of the ball, it can, you know, and it, the right, the right defense coordinator, they can get them in the right position, but that quarterback position, I think they're one quarterback away from being relevant, at least in the South. I'm not going to say in the NFC, but at least in the NFC South. Um, but I don't think Bill Belichick has that much time left on his coaching, uh, you know, in his coaching career. So it's going well, to be. You can stop uh, right there. I don't think Belichick has <laughs> that much time left. You can stop right. You can stop right there. You went with how much? I mean, once you north of seventy, K. Walker, the right side of the wall. You're right. You're right, yeah. You're absolutely right there. I believe the Bible, so I think the good man said that we're not promised after what, 70, 70 years old, I think it is. Uh, don't hold me to that, ladies and gentlemen, but it, it is according to the Bible. If I, if I know my Bible while well, I'm on, Michael, that's a different story, a different topic for a different day. But anyway, but yeah, I, I think that he needs, um, you know, a, a position or uh, that he's going to be able to win in the next, you know, two, three years uh, uh, for sure, man. So it's, it's going to be um, it's going to be very interesting to see, and if that theory does come, you know, to fruition, man, that's going to be an interesting combination between because Bill Belichick is more of a um, uh, of a uh, of a defensive guy. So going to going to the, uh, Kansas City, you got to wonder who they're going to bring in there. Who's going to be that guy that Patrick Holmes can talk to? You know, who he's going to run to, if you will. Um, you know, because last year he had I mean, he has Andy Reid, or prior to that he had Eric Bieniemy. Who's going to be that guy that that, that Bill, Bill Belichick, uh, you know, brings in that Patrick Mahomes is going to listen to, respect, and listen to? Because it's not going to be Bill Belichick as far as you know from an offensive standpoint. So yeah, that that theory is it's it's, it's going to it's going to be interesting to, to to see for sure. All right, good stuff there, E. All right, uh, let's do this, E. Let's 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 turn it over to uh, stay on the NFL talk and and want to recap the divisional rounds, man. We had some. Yeah, for the most part, we had some um, competitive games. Um, you know, first I want to start off with that uh, with the with the uh, uh, what game do I want to start here with? Let's go, let's go Chiefs and Bills here. E Chiefs and Bills. Let's just move backwards, if you will. The Chiefs and Bills game, man. I, I think that was probably the most competitive. Well, yeah, most competitive game, or if you could put Forty Nineers and and um, and Packers as well. But we'll start with the Chiefs and Bills. E again. The Bills can't get over that hump. E. They had the opportunity to, to to win that game, at least tie it up. You know, Tyler Bass there, man, uh, the kicker who's got a lot of grief, a lot of, you know, a lot of, I don't know, bullying, death threats, things of that nature. One fan came to his, uh, you know, 
came to his aid, if you will, donated, I think, over $100,000 uh, to uh, Tyler Bass's, uh, you know, uh, a, a charity. Uh, he, Josh Allen, it seemed like Josh Allen played the game that he needed to play. It just seemed like Patrick Mahomes was just Patrick Mahomes or Magic Mahomes, whatever you want to call him. Was it more so the Chiefs winning this game or the Bills losing this game? Give me your thoughts and opinions on this game, eh? I think it's a combination of both. Now, I do understand why people are mad at the kicker. Now, the kicker was kicking to tie the game, though, right? Tie it, yes. Yeah, okay. So, and again, you got one job, you kick, and, and I've been hard on kickers before. I get that. And they say don't one play lose a football game. Okay, well, I got to put this one on Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs yep. got the wide open ball. Hit him mm-hmm. right in the head. Okay, well, you a receiver? Notice yep. I didn't say X receiver. I said receiver. So one receiver, okay, always it. a receiver. I mean, appreciate you you, you <laughs> been a receiver probably since part one, you're going to die a receiver. So you know, first and foremost, when the ball hits you, like the ball hits Stephon Diggs, you got to make that catch. And, again, mm-hmm. I know they're going to say, oh, well, you can't lose the game on one play. Well, you actually can. And that play yeah. lost them that football game. Because even if the kicker makes this kick, the game is tied, you still don't know what the outcome would have been. You right. know what the, the situation would have been currently. I'm not saying the game would have ended like this, but if Stephon right. Diggs catches that ball, you know what the situation is right there. I think more blame should go to Diggs. Yeah, and you know what, E, excuse me, it's so funny you said that because of the fact of the matter is I've been on Diggs for a long time now. Diggs has not lived up to the Diggs that he was when he was with uh, in, uh, when he was with Minnesota, when he was in Minnesota. He has not lived up that, especially the last two seasons in Buffalo, man. He, um, you know, I just don't know what it is about him, and if you look at it, I think Josh uh, Josh Allen feels the same way that we do. He does. He, he he's not stepping up, and Josh Allen doesn't trust Diggs. He goes to Diggs when he's wide open, and and even at that time, Diggs still drops the ball. He doesn't make those big plays, and then when he does make those big plays, he makes it seem like you know he just won a championship or made the greatest catch of all time. Like no, bro, that's what you're supposed to do. That's an average catch for a receiver of your quote unquote. On, uh, um, um, ca- uh, you're the number caliber, one. Caliber, caliber, caliber. Yeah, you're the you know, you're, you're cal- Yes, not only that, you're, you you can you could be considered, you know, a, a receiver of your caliber should be making those catches. Top five, top six, whomever you're talking to, you go down a receiver list of the greatest receivers of all time. They, I don't think they're going to put Diggs. I don't think they're going to put Diggs in the top five, the top ten. Maybe someone will sneak him in there because of his name but not because of his game. So with Stephon Diggs, man, some of these catches that he's been dropping are, are just huge. And I think Josh Allen, if you look at Josh Allen's game, he doesn't trust he doesn't trust Diggs either. So we got to wonder what the future of that is, uh, what the future of, uh, of Diggs will be. Um, but, yeah, going back to the game, e, I just think that um, Josh Allen, man, he played his tail off, man. He did – Josh Allen did what he, he could do. I don't think Josh Allen could have done more than he did um, to put them in a, in a position to win. Um, you know, they're at home. The, 
this is a this is a, a Mahomes led team or Andy Reid led led team that you know they haven't played to, they haven't played on the road in the playoffs uh, since they've been uh, you know together since they collaborated and and what's it, the sixth straight AFC championship for the Chiefs and this is their second game going to be on the road they're not accustomed to this Ian, and the Bills had to take full advantage of that. We saw the the, uh, the the game a couple of years ago. You know, when they're at this game, this 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 particular rivalry, if you want to call it that, you know, and and uh, the playoff game was the last year, the year before, where they actually changed the overtime rules because of these because of these two teams, because of you know who won that that, that coin toss and Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, exactly. And Patrick Mahomes, you know, went down and and and. And hit the uh, hit Kelsey for the game winning, gave him a touchdown, and didn't give Josh Allen and, and the Bills a chance to, to uh, you know, to counter that. They changed the rules because of that, and still they couldn't get over the hump, man. So I, I don't know what what it is with Josh Allen and and this Bills and this Bills team, man, uh, for sure. But they they have to get it done. I don't know what they're going to. I, I don't think they can. I think it's mental at this point, man. I really think it's just it's a mental thing. And once they get over that, it's kind of like, I don't want to compare these two teams, but it's kind of like when the Bulls had to go through the Pistons and when they beat the Pistons and they kind of took off a little bit there. It's just, you know, will they be able to get through the Chiefs? And when they do, is it going to be a one-season type thing, one-game deal? Will they just get to the championship and then ultimately lose it? But, yeah, I think it's more of a mental thing with the Bills. I, I you know, that's the only thing I can put on it because they have the guys, man. James Cook, man, I think he's one of the most overrated I mean, oh excuse me, excuse me, underrated players in the NFL, man. I think the things that he does, I know he's fumble prone at sometimes, but when he doesn't fumble, he's phenomenal, man, uh, for sure. But yeah, uh we're gonna see the uh the Chiefs again. <sighs> nauseating in the sixth straight AFC championship, man. So we'll preview them in, in, in a moment. Next game here, E. Before we do that, E, let's grab our first break here. When we come back, I want to talk about the 49ers-Bucks game and um, your, your take on that. Um, I was trying to hold off to see if our guy, Special K, comes on. I don't know if he's going to, you know, duck this game or, or not. Not the, not the 49ers-Packers game, not the Bucks game. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. 49ers-Packers game, not the Bucks game. Um, but I'm trying to hold out and, and as much as I can to see if our guy, Special K, joins us uh, this evening to talk about his Bucks and his thoughts and opinions on that. But nonetheless, we're going to grab our first break here. When we come back, so we'll recap the, uh, the uh, divisional round. Again, ladies and gentlemen, you got, so um, you, know. you, you got – um, um, Josh Allen sitting at his locker playing public enemy, can't trust it. And Stephon did walk around. I come out, I wonder if that meant for me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Hey, hey. Take it as you take it as you want to, man. For real, man. If you feel insecure about yourself, man, then hey, you got hey. It is what it is. It is what it is. He knows what it is. He knows what it is. I know him and Josh Allen have talked, man. So he know what the deal is for good stuff. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to dive into our first break. When we come back, uh, we'll talk about uh, the rest of the uh, divisional round. Again, it's sports talk with K. Walker and E. Scott. Never had it so good sports radio. Hey, guys, this is Jaquan J. Kelly, a.k.a. Jamel Reef, master killer of Wu-Tang and American Saga on Hulu. You're listening to Sports Talk with K. Walker and E. Scott. They're taking a quick break, and they'll be right back. At Vintage Labs Collection, 
We are a multifaceted team of medical professionals dedicated to delivering the best quality products to patients. Our mission is to deliver the best supplement and patient outcomes in healthcare environments and consumer homes. Chat with our consulting pharmacists by visiting our website at www.vintagelabscollection.com. Supplements are not highly regulated, but Vintage Labs holds the standards higher than most. Do you need tile installed in your home or business? Then John Robinson Tile LLC is the company for you. We have over 60 years of experience installing tile. We do bathrooms, kitchens, and so much more. Give us a call at 803-529-0092. Check out our website at www.johnrobinsontile2.com. Visit us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, too. Just search J-Rob Tile or John Robinson Tile. We're licensed and insured and Schluter certified. If you need tile installed, we are your company. We believe in laying hands on everything that we do. That's John Robinson Tile Installation Service for new and old homes. Renovation of kitchens and bathrooms installs all types. That's John Robinson Tile, the number two, dot com. CampLyman.com is an opportunity for my big boys to come get some work. Let's put it all together. We built from the ground up. You know, our cliche is it all starts up front. Once again, start, stance, hand placement, hand separation, get-offs, counter moves, a little bit of everything. Polish up those skills before your middle school or high school season began. Just come work on your craft. Once again, CampLyman.com. Welcome back. Welcome back. It's Sports Talk with K. Walker and E. Scott. Never had it so good, Sports Radio. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you're just joining us uh, prior to the uh, break, we were uh, we opened up with uh, Jim Harbaugh. Again, if you're just joining us and if you haven't got to, uh, you know, an app or a notification or to TV, uh, Jim Harbaugh has been hired by the Los Angeles Chargers. We were talking Jim Harbaugh, the future of his, uh, his, his tenure there, and also Bill Belichick as well. As far as where he'll be, uh, uh, you know, where he'll possibly land. And also we uh, recap the uh, Chiefs and Bills. I want to stay on the uh, divisional uh, round talk here, Ian. I want to talk about the uh, the Packers and uh, and 49ers game. And uh, Packers and, uh, and you know, winning there, coming off of that uh, that huge victory, man, against the uh, uh, Cowboys and, you know, how they went in there. And a lot of people – thought going into uh, Santa Clara, going into Levi Stadium, that they had a legitimate chance <clears throat> to beat the 49ers. And, you know, up until a minute and seven seconds left to go in the game, they had an, uh, an opportunity. To, it looked like they were going to pull that out. Uh, but the 49ers, uh, you know, they were able to, you know, find a way to win. You know, it was, it was kind of a, a one of those things where, it was, uh, you know, they won the game, but they, they may have lost, you know, Debo for for the next round. But nonetheless, um, you know, give me your, your thoughts and opinions or, or give us your thoughts and opinions, I should say, for our listeners as well. Yeah, um, you know, the, how the game went out, uh, how it played out, uh, a lot of people are saying, you know, Brock Purdy, you know, obviously he didn't play his best game. They still found a way to win. 
Jordan Love, you know, played a you know great game, but made you know two crucial mistakes, you know, overall. But the 49ers again found a way to to win that game. Again, this is one of those questions that I have to ask you: e, Packers lose the game, or did the 49ers win the game? What say you about this game? <clears throat> well, it's a tale of two halves. Because the 49ers came out, I guess, I don't know if it's sluggish is the right word, or, but they, they played very sloppy in the first half. And then losing Debo um, re- really hurt, you know, the 49ers. But now, if you switch over to Green Bay, Green Bay played an above-average first half. But that second half, then Jordan Love got a little sloppy. He got a little sloppy with the football. And I thought that second pick he threw, when my man said, because um, after the, the post-game interview, um, they asked one of your guys, the linebacker, uh, Trey, what would you Yeah, they asked him, you know, what, not the dude who got the interception, the other guy. He, he said, oh, they asked, wanna... he asked him, yeah, he said, hey, man, why didn't you fall down? He said, I was trying to get that pick six like we talked about. K-Walk, if he would have ran another five yards, Either Kyle Shanahan was going to go out there and tackle him mm-hmm. or one of the 49ers was going to tackle yeah. him. Yeah. I, I, I've never seen such a mutiny for them saying to get your hey. down. Yeah. But it was good. But, yeah, I think, like I said, it was a tale of two halves. Um, Green Bay won the first half, I think. But San mm-hmm. Francisco won the second half. So, overall, I'm not going to say Green Bay lost the game. I think San Francisco right. found a way to win because once they tightened up that defense, that was all she wrote. Yeah, e, I mean, great point there, man. I mean, especially with, you know, when Drake Greenlaw caught the ball and he's, you know, running around and, and you know, trying to trying to uh, turn it into a pick six. My, you know, e, if you were here, man, I think the people across the street heard heard me saying exactly what you just said. You know, in a sense, you know, get the bleat down, and I, I, think, I don't think I've ever yelled at the TV so loud. I, I could just see that, like, like Fred Warner was describing it. I said, get the down. You know what? I could just see someone stripping the ball. Picking it up and running it for a touchdown. Yeah, that's all I saw, man. That's, that's, yeah. that's all I saw, for real. Because when he first picked it up, I don't know if you saw the picture of it. Someone blocked, one of the fans blocked the camera view. So I thought they, I thought he went down. So I kind of turned away, like, yes, pumped my fist, like, yes, game over. And then I hear the announcer continue to say, oh, and for everyone, I mean, uh, and Drake Wheatlong, and Drake and that's when I just yelled get the bleep down, you know, get the bleep down as loud as I could. But, yeah. If you look at that play, even if he doesn't make that interception, Alexa, off. Even if he doesn't doesn't make that play, your man right behind him. Fred Warner, yeah. Yeah, Fred Warner has a clear Uh interception. But but Brelo steps in front of him and gets it, and he's like, yeah, I'm about to get this pick six. (laughs) But, yeah, I I thought Shanahan was going to run on the field and tackle him. Somebody's going to take the penalty, man. Somebody's going to take the penalty for that. Uh, it's worth the 15-yard penalty. But, yeah, go, going back to the game, e, um, yeah, I, I agree with you. There was a tale of two halves. You look at the first half, and, and you saw that the uh, – even though the 49ers led, you know, at half by one, you looked at this game and you just saw – uh, Brock Purdy, you know, just wasn't himself. First he came out with the glove, I mean, and then he, he took the glove off. 
He just didn't have a good feel, a grip of the uh, the ball. It seemed like to me he had nervous hands, man. I, I think that was the first time that I've seen Brock Purdy nervous in a game, man. And uh, and since he's since he's come in in that game and and so against Miami last year, that's the first time I saw him, you know, really nervous. And you know, I know he had one. There was one. There was one chance, uh, one throw he had, and they gave the the Packers a pick six. That could have been crucial because that would have been. It would definitely. If he, if the the D back. I can't recall who it was. If he had caught that, that was that would have been a walk in uh, for for sure. But it didn't happen. But all of a sudden, you know, you see Brock Purdy still making some some throws, and then you see George Kittle drop some a drop a pass there. You know, I know he's trying to run before he had it. Um, and then you know, Debo goes down as you mentioned, or as it happened. And then you wonder to yourself, like, you know, because we've seen the last time Debo went down, you know, in that Cleveland game, they weren't able to finish that game, and then they went on and went on to lose three straight. And there, and we, we, including myself, have said that Debo is the uh, the engine that makes this, or the spark plug. I'm gonna call him a spark plug that makes uh, this offense go. Uh, for sure, even though, you know, you got Brock Purdy throwing for the yards that he's throwing for, uh, you know, Christian McCaffrey, you know, doing the things that he does. And, you know, but Debo Samuel is that missing piece there, man. If he, he's not there, you're just going to see a different, uh, you know, a different offense. But they found a way to win, E, man. You, like you mentioned, the defense stepped up when they needed to step up. Um, and, you know, at, at the end, that's what it ultimately comes down to, the leaders of the team, both offense and defense. And one of my age-old sayings is you don't have to be great all the time. You just have to be great when you need to be. That's what Brock Purdy is, man. And he's getting a lot of flack for not being a Lamar Jackson, not being a Patrick Mahomes. That's fine. That's all well and good because he doesn't have to be those guys to win this game. You could call him a game manager, whatever you want to call him. You could say he, the 49ers are winning despite it. I don't care as a fan personally, ladies and gentlemen, because as long as the 49ers are winning, I don't care who gets the credit for it. I really don't. Um, but, yeah, but they found a way to win, E, and, uh, you know, we got our good buddy. In the next game I'm going to get into, impeccable timing, as always. We got our good buddy, uh, Special K on. Special K, uh, you know, thank you so much for joining us this evening. So appreciate you. How you doing this evening, brother? What's good, fellas? What's good? How's everybody? Hey, what up, K? Doing good. Doing good. Doing good. Yeah, yeah, man, we were just talking about that, that Packers-49ers game, man, and then we were just about – I was just about to get into the Bucks lions game. I was trying to hold off until, you know, I was hoping you would call in because, you know, we'll get into the Bucks and the Lions in a, in a moment. But if you want to talk about the uh, the Packers and, and, and 49ers game and maybe touch on the Bills and, and Chiefs a, a little bit as well, you can do that. But, you know, we'll say you before we jump into the Bucks and Lions, if you have anything. So 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 with this 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 Green Bay up in uh Campbellstead. Um Shotgun you know, uh, <laughs> Listen, I know I know them boys got the Denny Green speech just running through their head right now. We had them and we let them off the hook. You know. Lord have mercy. If they go down them first three drives, and instead of six points, they they they, they get. I mean, they, you know, it's in the fifth and all that. But if they mm-hmm. get twenty one, that is. With the way the rest of that game went, they in trouble. Now I do don't I I don't understand why Green Bay didn't just keep pounding that ball. 
the way the way they was running that ball early in the game, like mm-hmm. I, I, I don't understand why they ain't just keep 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 pushing that ball down y'all throat and make y'all stop it. Uh, to me, y'all, San Francisco was in trouble with that run. They couldn't, you know. I mean, they got. I think they got the best, uh, or arguably the best uh, linebacker trio in, in the league. But uh, early on, it looked like they, you know, they looked like rookies out there. You know, they they couldn't stop that run. Um, you know, so I, I really didn't understand why Green Bay pound that ball just a little bit more, especially in that second half. Um, but you know, kudos to kudos to San Fran. I think they they sweep one. Um, you know, but they're gonna have to bring it uh, coming into this week with Detroit. So, um, but again, kudos to them. My um, understanding is Debo is gonna play. Um, McCaffrey, uh, you know, he better better have his have his chin strap on on the boys. The boys bringing that wood out there. Um, but yeah, kudos to them, man. Um, uh, we, we you talked about the other game yet? Yeah, the Chiefs and Bills. That's the only game that we talking about. Chiefs and Bills. You wanna you wanna talk a little bit about that game, if you will? Uh, it's another game, man. Um, you know, the Chiefs, Chiefs. They did what they did what they needed to do. Um, to win, I don't feel like I don't feel like uh, the Chiefs uh, beat the Bills. I feel like the Bills pretty much gave them that game because, um, yeah. you know, um, there's a couple drives there where they could have been getting getting seven points, and Jesus um, um, uh, Christ, I can't think of better name um, quarterback um, Josh Allen. Yeah, Allen, Allen, he's um, locking in on one receiver um, yeah. when he got a man running across the middle open. You know what I mean? Like, I saw that a couple times, um, you know, and I think that cost them the game, you know. Um, so I feel more like uh, the Chiefs did what they needed to do um, to win, but they didn't beat the Bills. Um, the Bills gave it to them, um, so to speak, you know. Um, yeah, I ain't going to. Not much more to say about that. I know I called a, a, a crazy skull last week, but you know, it is what it is. You know what I mean? Maybe Chief Land heard and um it was real motivation. But you know, they did what they had to do, man. So that talk to them. On to the next. Yeah, man, for sure, man. And we, we he and I agreed as well. We think that the Bills pretty much gave them that game, the Chiefs, uh, for sure. All right, next game here, man, and, and uh, again, we're gonna come to you last on this one, Kay, because it's it's your team. But we had the uh, the Bucks and Lions game, E, and, and we saw that you know the uh, the Lions were pretty much in control of, of that game, and they gave it they gave the uh, the Bucks uh, an opportunity to come back. They came back and they were dumped fourteen. The Bucks decided to go for two. Um, turned into a, like a, I think it was a six point. They tried, I think they tried to go to a, a turn into a six point game. Ultimately, it was a four, uh, eight point game. They still had an opportunity. It was still kept it to a one possession game. But then, uh, then Baker Mayfield was driving them down, man. But that one play in that middle of the field, that just, it was just like the, uh, the linebacker was just sitting there waiting for that and ultimately sealed the game. 
But if you look at this team, man, if you look at the Bucks team, they came to play, man. I mean, that atmosphere was um, was exciting, man. It was hostile, uh, to say the least. Uh, and and the Lions and, and Dan Campbell just were just just were ready to play, man. And then uh, I think there was just a little too much. Obviously, they were a little too much for the Bucks. But hey, this is another game that you you look at it and you can say the Bucks had an opportunity to tie that game up at the end. But was was it the Lions uh, just didn't uh, was just too much, or the Bucks didn't have enough? What's the your, your thoughts and opinions on this game? Couple takeaways from this game, and you know I'm sure Special K will address them. But first of all, you down 14. I know analytics said go for two, but I don't understand that. You down yeah, 14, you kick it. You down seven, you score. You kick it again. The game is tied. Or you yeah. choose to go for two on the back side of the back-to-back. Because I look at it like mm-hmm. a, a NBA back-to-back. If you play in Orlando on Wednesday, you're probably not going to play in Miami on Thursday. That's just kind of how this works. But if you right. don't play in Orlando on on Wednesday, then you're definitely going to play in Miami on Thursday if if you're not hurt very injured. But anyway, I didn't understand that part. I also didn't understand Todd Bowles' explanation for not calling the timeout. Because had he yeah. called the timeout, he would have had about 30 seconds. So at that point, it's like he's conceded the loss. He's given up. I, I, I didn't understand that mentality either. I mean, Baker played as well as I thought Baker was going to yeah. play. But yeah. the, um, in, in, in my Clonic voice, um, Detroit left the door open. We're going to leave the door. I mean, yeah. and, and Tampa just refused to walk through it. I just I, – it, it, I came away with more questions than I did answers at the end of that game. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you there. And, I, and then hats off to Baker Mayfield uh, for sure because he came in there and, and pretty much that deal – was just a deal said, listen, I'm betting on myself. The Bucks were, you know, uh, they were strapped from a salary cap standpoint. And they said, listen, we, we can only pay you this. He's like, fine, listen, I'll go in here and then I'll, you know, I'll prove that I, I'm the starter. But he did that. Obviously, he, he went in there, he done that. He led him to a, um, you know, led him to the, uh, the playoffs, led him to a victory over the, you know, defending NFC champions, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, Mike Evans, I mean, on a contract year right now, outstanding, played out of his mind right now. They, he, he, um, he, meaning Baker Mayfield, rode him to the end. Uh, White, I thought he played, meaning Rashawn White, I thought he played um, outstanding as well. I just think that it was just too much, and I think that crowd was the difference in that in in, in the game, because the Bucks to me played toe to toe with these dudes, man. They really did, and um, to to play toe to toe with those guys, with Dan Campbell as the head crowd, first playoff game, and 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 I don't know how long, I forget how many years it is. I said it a thousand times, but. It just just went past me because I'm you know really not dialed into the lines and obviously I'll be dialed into them a little bit more this week, but um, yeah just um, they were just a little bit better man there was just a, you know a couple plays better Laporta played uh, you know great the young rookie out of Iowa you know he was questionable going into the game the previous week against the Rams. But that two-headed monster with Gibbs and uh, and and then Montgomery, the running backs there, man, they did a great job as there as well. So the 49ers have to be, you know, be wary of that. But we'll talk about that in a moment. But um, Kay, what, what say you about the Bucks, 
the Lions, what you take from that, or was it more so the Lions or uh, the Lions winning that game or your Bucks losing the game? Um, I'm gonna go with uh, um, my my Bucks losing the game, man. They mm-hmm. they we had more than more than enough opportunities. Uh, you know, might drop some balls early. Um, yeah. You know, we offense played good. Um, I think there were some missed opportunities. I think towards the end, uh, Baker was feeling the stuff. So there's no way you throw that pass. Um, you know, but I, I got to give him credit. Um, you know, I've been a Baker somewhat hater all season, um, mm-hmm. but I got to I got to give him credit. Uh, he played he played well enough for us to win. Um, yeah. You know, as far as the two point conversion. Um, it it was an analytics thing, but um, also it, it was it was three parts, right? It was analytics, and Dan Campbell, and and my third part is the play was actually good. Um, what Mike should have did was, as the commentator said, he should have stopped and drove back through the uh, DB because the DB wasn't turned around. But the fact that Mike kept backing up, yep, you know. Uh, he killed it being any kind of call, and he yep. almost made the catch. Nobody talks about yeah. that either. Yeah, it, you know, he, back, he had yeah. A, yeah, he had a pin on his back <laughs> for a little second there. Um, but you know, uh, we played we played good, man. Um, but we played well enough that we should have won. Um, however, um, just just keeping it honest, uh, oh. we took some injuries in that game as well. Um, yeah. And I don't know how how good we'd have been going forward. Um, so, you know, maybe it was just writing on the wall. You know what I'm saying? Um, it needed to happen um, so they could show everybody how good we still are or can be, and uh, you know, get some more pieces in in, in the house um, to move forward next year and be better. Hopefully, we resign Levante, um, Baker. Um, you know. Looking yeah. at fan pages or whatnot, people are talking three years or whatnot. I don't know about yeah. that. You know, I don't know about no three, but he <laughs> at least deserved to come. He, he at least earned the right to come back. I give him that. Um, but the biggest piece um, and most important to me, um, or second most important, is, is Mike Evans. We need to sign Mike, Mike Evans. Yeah. yeah, we need to sign Mike. It's time to pay the man. Um, you know, he took pay cuts and all that to get uh, uh, Brady in here. He took pay cuts to to get other folks in here. Now they're talking about, you know, how Tybo's did with us being so far under the cap or whatnot, blah, blah, yeah, blah, blah. blah. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's time to pay the man. Pay the man. You know, I don't care nothing about how long he's been in the league and all that. Let's pay the man. Now, Detroit, um, Detroit is Detroit. Um, they did what I thought they would do um, with the exception of, and I don't think nobody really really horns in on this. St. Brown didn't have such a good game. Um, yeah. Mr. Williams didn't have such a good game. So they took advantage of of our, uh, you know, linebackers blitzing and things of that nature by throwing yeah. um, to the running backs underneath and catching a, 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 a tight end on, on some outs and things like that. So um, they did yeah. what they were supposed to do to win. They're going to have to play better than that next week. Now, can they? 
Yeah, yeah, I think they can. Um, and I, I actually think they will. Um, but, you know, we'll save that for later. But for my buck, we're on vacation. Them boys down there in DR right now living it up. You know what I mean? We ain't going to Cancun. We're going to DR. You know what I'm saying? We're nice and warm. And, and, and you know, like Uncle Shay Shay go say, we, 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 we in DR. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I, and I'm not mad at that, man, uh, by any stretch. And, I, like, I picked them, like, last week. I said if this was in a, on a neutral uh, field or if this was in Tampa Bay, I was taking the Bucks, and the only reason why I took the Lions is because they were at home, and I knew that that atmosphere would be, you know, it would be hostile because, you know, it's been so long since they've, you know, hosted a playoff game and, you know, and everything, you know, I know they played the, uh, you know, the Rams the previous week, um, but, you know, nonetheless, you know, I thought that was going to be the difference, and that's the only reason why I picked the Lions, but you're right about that. I mean, I think if Mike Evans, man, a 10-year vet, he has to know the rule. He has to be that savvy vet where you know that kind of like that, you know that that uh, that basketball player who knows how to you know draw a foul, you know draw a penalty in that situation, man. You know that guy's riding you. I don't know if he if he didn't have the position or his leverage was off or he couldn't come back to the ball because as you mentioned, Kay, he was he was kind of fading backwards. So I don't know if he could put himself in a situation, you know, to put his foot in the ground and try to go back to the ball. I kind of looked at that that way because I said the same thing. Uh, Cass said, you know, he should have went back if he if he tried to make a uh, a play on that ball and try to go through that D back, he would have gotten that call and it would have been you know from the one yard line. But that's the way it goes, man. That, that, that's just the way it goes. But yeah, if I don't know what they're gonna do with that that salary cap, being the Bucks, ladies and gentlemen, because they're pretty strapped there, man. And that's the reason why they couldn't pay uh, pay Baker Mayfield, you know, what he was looking for. But you know, sometimes if you bet on yourself, you know, the, you know, the money will come to you at the latter part as opposed to the four uh, forefront. Um, you know, I don't know what they're gonna do with with Mike Evans. I don't know if they can they can bring him back. Um, you know, if that money's gonna work for them. And Baker Mayfield at the same time. All right, good stuff there, uh, guys. Um, next game here, E, I just want to talk about this game. And, you know, it was a tale of two halves. We mentioned the 49ers and Packers. It's a tale of two halves, E, and that's the Texans and, and the Ravens, man. And we saw the game was tied at 10-10, and we saw C.J. Stroud and D'Amico Ryans and those guys playing toe-to-toe to the, you know, the, the some people having the odds on favor to win the Super Bowl, the uh, the Baltimore Ravens. Um, played them toe to toe, you know, in Baltimore uh, and MTT Stadium. There, the crowd was rocking, man. Um, but the second half, it was just the, the, the Ravens just show who they were or show who they are, I should say. But what say you about this game, E? And, and you could just elaborate a little bit on, you know, the Texans going forward and how you feel about the Ravens as well. What say you? Now, it was ten ten at halftime, mm-hmm. like you said. They say your boy Lamar Demetrius Jackson went in the <laughs> locker room and lit a fire. Let me say that again. A fire up under, <laughs> up under the Ravens. And they came out and, and, and it showed. I mean, because the team that went into the locker room, that wasn't the same team that came back out of the locker room. Now, over on the other side of the ball, that was the same team. 
I don't know if they didn't make adjustments. I, I don't know. I mean, I like C.J. Stroud. I like him a lot. Don't get me wrong. But he was playing above his pay rate. He had never seen a defense like this. And like I said, when Lamar Demetrius Jackson went in there and got in there, as my great-grandma used to say, A-square sus, when he went in there and got into that, they came back out. And this was a whole different team. Yeah, yeah, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll give my thoughts and opinions, and then, okay, I'll, I'll turn it over to you, man. I'll give you your thoughts and opinions. But, yeah, I have to agree, man. You know, when, you know, Lamar is feeling that pressure, man. He's feeling the pressure, you know, for one, that big contract that he signed. You know, it's he's in the best position right now to win it. Everyone's saying, not everyone, but the majority of the experts and, and fans out there believe that they are the team to uh, to beat. Are they the favorite? As a 49er fan, I'm going to say, yeah, they're, they're, they're their favorites, especially the way that they played, you know, that, uh, that whether it was a Sunday night game or whatever it was. Um, you know, we tend to fail 49ers fans tend to forget those type games, throw those out. But nonetheless, yeah, you're absolutely right there. You, you saw a, a team that was on a mission, that's on a mission, um, and a quarterback who understands, you know, what's at stake. And if we want to, you know, uh, you know win, you know, achieve the ultimate goal, we can't play around with our food, man. We can't play around with our food. We got to eat our food when it's when it's on the table, and that's what they did. They were playing with their food on on with the Texans in the first half, and then they wind up eating in the second half. So, and and then that you got to respect that. It's a scary team. That offense, um, you know, they didn't even have Mark Andrews. He may be back this week, but with with uh, with Todd Munkin as their offensive coordinator and the things that he's he has done and, and elevated Lamar Jackson's game. And you got Odell Beckham, you got Zay Flowers and, and, and those guys, and even the backup tight end likely. And, and then that defense led by Roquan Smith. Smith. Um, it's, it's, and, you know, and uh, Jim, uh, John Harbaugh, excuse me, who's, who's been there, who's won a Super Bowl with, you know, Joe Flacco. It's, it's, they're the team to be. So the light of fire under those guys, he was an understatement from what I'm hearing. Um, so, but he got the job done. It's going to be interesting to see, you know, going forward. We'll talk about that game in a moment. But, Kay, what say you about that game, you know, Ravens-Texas? Listen, it, it, watching that first half, like everybody else, I thought the Ravens was in trouble, you know. <laughs> I mean, it, it's like a boxing match. I mean, uh, Texas is saying they said, well, we got it right where we want. Mm-hmm. That second half, Lamar <laughs> went in that locker room and talked about their mama and auntie and everybody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, and <laughs> they came yeah. out with, with a whole other attitude. But, I mean, mm-hmm. seriously, I think the uh, I think the defense, uh, Ravens defense, that is, I think they was playing pretty decent in the first half anyway. Um, yeah. They wasn't giving too much up on the run. Everybody was running to the ball. You know, I, I look at things like that. You know, you ain't just got uh, people standing around waiting on you to make a play. I mean, everybody right. was getting to the ball. You know, it looked like a high school team out there, seriously, a, a, a good high school team is what I mean yeah. um, with the way everyone was hustling, you know. Yeah. Um, I, I don't mean that um, derogatory and by no means. I, I mean, they was, they was getting to the ball, you know what I mean? Um, yes, so I th- think they was playing pretty good. Um, Houston was struggling, man. They, they, they passing game didn't look like, uh, what it had been, um, you know, but that's due to the, that's due to the Ravens defense, you know? So, um, 
you know, hats off to the Ravens. Uh, they did what they were supposed to do, and then some. Because uh, second half, they looked like that beast we've been looking at all season that yeah. pretty much looks unstoppable, you know. And it's not – Lamar's getting all the credit, which he should, because uh, he, he's the – He's the fuse that makes the bomb tick, but I mean bomb blow. Um, but uh, uh, they got the right pieces now, um, which is crazy. But you know, because a lot of these guys we've never heard of, and uh, but they 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 gel together, man. And as everyone already already knows, speed kills, and they got yeah. Um, you know, and, and Mr. Likely, I know uh, is Andrews coming back. Anybody know? Yeah, he's questionable. He was questionable for the game and uh and uh against the uh against the Texas. So we don't there's no word that he's uh, officially back, but he's he's just he's still questionable. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, but uh Mr. Likely? <laughs> Mr. Yeah, Likely he's, he's is a dog. I, I like him. Yeah. <laughs> I like him, man. Um, you know, I ain't gonna call it, but you know, it's gonna be rough um, coming into uh and, I mean I know they home but it's gonna be rough, man, yeah. if if my score is correct. Mr. Lamar hasn't beat Pat yet, so um, it's 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 gonna be rough, man. Um, but we'll talk about it. All right, good stuff, good stuff. All right, let's do this. With that being said, good segue there, man. What we do? What I want to do? I was gonna grab our next break. When we come back, I want to preview the uh, the AFC and the NFC championships, and 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 talk a little bit of. Uh, uh, Brock Purdy. I want to talk some Brock Purdy if we have time, and then uh, you know uh, uh, for sure, and then um, some other coaching hirings as well, and let's see if we can get in some NBA talk. I know it's, we were up against the clock because we got to get E. Scott's entertainment segment in here. But uh, nonetheless, we'll dive into our break here, ladies and gentlemen. Again, it is Sports Talk with K. Walk and E. Scott. We never had it so good sports radio. We'll be right back. You're inside Never Had It So Good Sports Radio with Princess Cooper, Tim Moore, David the Duck Riley, Jason Collins, Shoshana Cook, Brittany Jones, Travis McGee, Eric Scott and Kevin Walker. We make it easy to talk sports. Hey, need your W-2s, 1099s, processed, printed, and mailed? Email us today at 1040 at javistax.com. 1040 at javistax.com. Or call 803-419-1001. 803-419-1001. Your skin isn't just skin. It's a beautiful reflection of every single thing you've been through in life. Which is why Dove Body Wash removes your skin ceramides and strengthens it against dryness. For instantly softer, smoother skin, you can lovingly embrace. Renew the love for your skin with Dove Body Wash. At Vintage Labs Collection, we are a multifaceted team of medical professionals dedicated to delivering the best quality products to patients. Our mission is to deliver the best supplement and patient outcomes in healthcare environments and consumer homes. Chat with our consulting pharmacists by visiting our website at www.vintagelabscollection.com. Supplements are not highly regulated, but Vintage Labs holds the standards higher than most. Never had it so good. 
Welcome back. Welcome back. It's Sports Talk with Kay Walk and E. Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you're just joining us, uh, we were just recapping the uh, division of rounds here and giving our thoughts and opinions on uh, you know, the 49ers and uh, Packers, uh, the Texans and Ravens. Uh, also, you know, a little bit of uh, the Bucks and Lions uh, as well. We got our good buddy for our longtime listeners. You know, he's a longtime caller and he's a diehard Bucks fan. Uh, Bucks fan, excuse me. And uh, you know, he's got to give us his thoughts and opinions on that. So if you missed that, check out the replay, ladies and gentlemen, for sure. Always gets great insight there. All right, uh, e, I want to switch it over to this week's game. We got uh, two games. Got three games remaining in the, in the season, ladies and gentlemen. Good gracious. Um, we got the AFC Championship game uh, here, E, our first game on, on Sunday between uh, the, the Patrick Mahomes-led uh, uh, Kansas City Chiefs going to uh, MT&T Stadium in Baltimore against Lamar Demetrius Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens, E. Uh, two quarterbacks. We got a, a Patrick Mahomes who's in a sixth straight grace. First of all, can't believe he's been in the league that long. Nonetheless, he's been in the league. Uh, you know, he's six straight AFC Championship games. E. We talked about Baltimore and how they're favorite to not only get to the Super Bowl but to win it all. But Patrick Mahomes, man, he's he's come out and he's done something that he hasn't done in his career, and that's play on the road. And, and and he pulled it out, and, and that win on the road against Buffalo, as we mentioned earlier. How do you see this one playing out? Do you give uh, Mahomes uh, and Andy Reid and that offense and that, that team in general um, a legitimate chance to go into Baltimore and beat this what seems to be um, an unstoppable force, if you will? What say you about this game? I, I, I don't. And the reason being, Kansas City drops the football a lot. Now, I think in order for Kansas City to win this football game, they're going to have to play perfect football. I mean, Mr. Taylor Smith can't can't afford to drop the football. Um, Jason Kelsey up there in the scout box got to keep his damn shirt on. That's all he's different. But, no, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, or whoever else they put back there at running back, got to hold on to the football. And, again, they're going to have to play almost perfect football because Baltimore, that's one thing we know, Baltimore is going to come to play. They're at home. They look good. I mean, Baltimore's only lost three games this season. I know some people are going to say four. But I don't count that last game because they didn't play. I mean, you didn't know none of them dudes that was out there. Other than Snoop and quarterback, you didn't know none of them other dudes. So you don't count that one. So Baltimore only lost three games. Baltimore, if you look at the three games they lost, they very easily could have had a perfect season. I mean, that's just how good a football they're playing. When you have a receiver, Odell Beckham Jr., as your third to fourth option, because if yeah. Andrews comes back, that pushes Odell down, that, that reduces his touches. So when you can have Odell Beckham as your third to fourth option, you got yourself something over there. And like I said, if Lamar 
He he looks to pass first. He is a pocket passer, contrary to what people say. But you got to put a smile on him because even though he's not looking to run, he can beat you with his legs. And then when they do call design run plays for him, like that one touchdown he ran up the middle, he's almost unstoppable. So, yeah. I, 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 I mean, any given Sunday can happen. Can Kansas City win this game? Yes, of course. But it's highly unlikely. And, again, they got to play perfect football to win on yeah. Sunday. And Mr. Taylor Swift, he can't afford to have <laughs> drops like he's had all season. If you want to call it my auto, well, however way you want to go to Mr. Taylor Swift, my auto, uh, uh, however you want to look at it. <laughs> yeah, that commercial kills me every time, bro. Um, but yeah, man, I, I I have to agree with you there, man. And, and when you look at this, uh, you look at this game, and you look at um, at this team that we talked about, Baltimore. They're well-oiled machine. They're playing at home. Lamar Jackson's coming out. You know, he has that contract. He has Todd Munkin, man, and 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 he's fired up, man. And he's feeling the pressure, and he's and he's admitted to the world that he feels the pressure to win this championship. Um, is he putting the pressure on himself? Uh, you could say that. You know, a lot of people are putting the pressure on these last four quarterbacks that are remaining in in, in the playoffs uh, for sure. But I don't think anyone's putting more pressure on themselves than Lamar Jackson as as these remaining quarterbacks. Maybe Brock Purdy. I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. But I know Lamar Jackson has come out and said that he feels the pressure. He needs to win this. And you know what? Uh, He doesn't need to win it. You know I advocated uh, E in the beginning of the season that I'm a Lamar Demetrius Jackson fan. I advocated for him getting his money. I advocated for him not hiring an agent um, and, and doing all that. But now, right now, when the uh, you know what hits the fan, I, I'm not a fan right now for <laughs> Jackson Lee. And it's for obvious reasons that if you don't know before you're not a fan. So, um, you know that team, it's it's scary team. It really is a scary team with uh, Lamar Jackson, you know, doing his thing um, in the backfield with all of those weapons that you mentioned. And then, and the scary part about it, ladies and gentlemen, he's not even doing it with uh, with Mark Andrews, who's arguably one of the top three when healthy top three tight ends uh, in the league, top five, at least top five. I'm going to give him at least top five when he's healthy. Um, I mean, just in any, we all know that, um, that uh, a quarterback's best friend other than a running game and the left tackle is your tight end uh, for sure. And he's doing it without, with a backup uh, uh, tight end and likely, but <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I'm 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 going. I just think that Mahomes and and that re Andy Reid. I think that magic, if you will, woke uh, you know will disappear. <laughs> yeah, pun intended. That magic will disappear, and I and I think that um, Lamar Demetrius Jackson and those guys get it get it rolling. Um, I, I see this being a, a close game. I think the the the, uh, the the Ravens win by in this one. Give me uh, it's gonna it's gonna be an eight. Oh, no, give me nine. I, I think they do win it and win it convincingly. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Ravens at home by nine here. Uh, I know it's hard to say, hard to go against the Chiefs here, but I just think that that team is going to be too focused and they're going to ride what that second half. You're going to see that second half. Um, Ravens team that you saw in the, in the, against the Texans, you're going to see that in the next, you know, four quarters against the uh, against the Chiefs. But uh, Kay, what say you about the Chiefs? Going real, into... real quick, go ahead, real go ahead. quick before Sorry. you, real quick before you get to Kay, 
Mm-hmm. One thing, uh, the elephant in the room in Kansas City that no one is talking about is the loss of Eric B. Enemy. When Eric B. Enemy yeah. was there, they gave all the accolades to Coach Reed because he was the one supposedly calling the plays. Coach Reed mm-hmm. was the only one that said, no, it's all about the enemy. So you move the enemy over to the Washington football team, and that Kansas City offense I know they've had some injuries or whatever, but that Kansas City offense is not the same offense that you've become accustomed to. Now, you're probably going to say, oh, well, Mr. Taylor Swift be out there dropping the football. The enemy couldn't control that. You're absolutely right. I don't know what it is, but I think more needs to be said about the loss of the enemy that no one is really talking about. Go ahead, Kay. Came in All right. Uh, yeah, I was. Uh, <laughs> all right, yeah, the enemy. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> now, seriously, about, about this here game, um, it's gonna be tough, man. Like I, I, I said earlier, I'm not sure, but I think Lamar has never beat Pat. Um, I, I, I think that's what it is. Um, so I know that's gonna be that's gonna be some talk. Um, if it hasn't happened yet, um. Kansas is going to get the brakes beat off of them. You know, I said that last week, um, but I said it again this week. But I, not the same type of score, though. Um, I think right. the Ravens are going to come out, you know, um, as they say sometimes, high on fire, you know, and and play a little while and, you know, run it up early. You know what I mean? Now, that's mm-hmm. a spell disaster because they may run it up too early and, and, and get comfortable, but – I don't. I don't see that happen. I see the Ravens being on the mission. Um, they got some good veterans on the team, so um, you know to keep keep those that ain't veteran, um, not necessarily rookie, but that ain't veteran in line and you know eye on the prize. Um, so yeah, I got I got I got the Ravens. Um, I'm gonna go thirty-one twenty, something something of that nature. Thirty-one twenty. Um, but you know, like I said, I think the Ravens run it up early, um, and get a lead, and, and and then you know you may see uh Kansas try to make a little comeback, but it'll be too much too early, um, for the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, and and I'm I'm going to predict here, man. We're going to see a blow up from Patrick Mahomes because I agree with you, Kay, that it's going to be a two possession game that that they're going to win by, and I I think we're going to see a Patrick Mahomes that we've never seen before, especially on the sideline. He's going to be frustrated. Helmets are going to be thrown, words are going to be thrown, and 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 there's going to be one guy that you know he's just not going to uh, you know he's going to rub the wrong way or say the wrong thing to the wrong guy and. You're going to see a blow up there. I'm not. I'm not wishing it. I'm not. I'm just saying. Don't be surprised if that were to take place, ladies and gentlemen, uh, because we've seen Patrick Mahomes at the drop off. Go ahead, go ahead. No, I just have a question. Where is Kadarius Tony? Ever since my auto threw him that pass, and he was caught, and he was caught for being two centimeters outside. This dude had disappeared into the fray. I mean, they was like he he D N P C D. Did not play coaching decision. I mean, what? I didn't even know they did that in football. Where is Kadarius Tony? 
Yeah, he, word, word is that he has, uh, I think it's a, I don't know if it's a knee, ankle injury, but. Oh, yeah, um, I, you ain't seen I, it since that past. Now, where, I don't know. Where did he get hurt? Why did he I don't know. Yeah. You know, you <laughs> You never know, man. If you watch this guy run, you just you just you just be surprised that he's always you know always available for the next game because he's just one cut away from blowing out his knee, knock on wood, or you know having a Bo Jackson and you needing a hip replacement. I mean, the way he sticks his his uh, his knee and his foot into the ground is just like you're just waiting for something to come out of joint, man. But yeah, um, yeah, from what I'm hearing, he it's it's, it's I forget what exactly what injury. I think it's an ankle injury that they're calling it, but not quite sure though. To, uh, to be honest, he with got you, a, that could... he got a paper cut on his pinky finger <laughs> on his non-shooting hand. He out <laughs> six to eight weeks. <laughs> It's infected. He is infected. He can't go, man. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right. Next game here, E. We got the uh, we got the Detroit Lions. Surprising Detroit Lions. Well, not so much surprising if you ask uh, you know certain people, especially myself. But you got the Detroit Lions going into uh, Levi Stadium, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sick of people calling them Candlestick Park, but nonetheless, <laughs> going into uh, my uh, San Francisco 49ers, E. Um, Right now, the the Forty Niners um, are right now. The uh, uh, Debo Samuel's is, is questionable. Um, Fifty fifty. Uh, he said he feels good. He didn't practice today, but probably a go. If you if, if you were a betting person, he's probably a go. But nonetheless, let's just say either way. E, how do you see uh, the the Lions in this game and the Forty Niners game playing out? Can uh, can the Forty Nine ers are are I don't want to say heavy favorites, but they're favorites. But can the Lions pull it out? Oh, no, I'm gonna say can they because they definitely can. Will they pull off the? Uh, uh, I don't say an upset. The last four games, the last four teams of the remaining, ladies and gentlemen, it's not an upset. Will they beat the Forty Nine ers? Now this this was tough for me, K. Walk, because I don't know which Forty Nine ers team gonna show up. Is the Forty Nine team that play Dallas? If y'all, if you put them out there, they gonna be the brace off the line. But if you put the Forty Nine team that played that first half against Green Bay last week, it's gonna be a little closer. I still think Jared Goff is, is fighting above his weight, and 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 I won't say his luck. But I'm just not sold on Detroit like everyone else. I mean, I know they are playing well, but they're not like if we bring it back down to let's say college or high school level. If you're looking at college, San Fran is an SEC team. Um, Detroit, they play like the Sun Belt. They're not Division Two, but they're not in one of the Power Five conferences. If we bring it down to high school. San Francisco is six A. Yeah, you you uh Detroit they playing at about two A. They are one of these small schools. I mean so I mean, can they win? Yes, but again, I'll say the same thing about them that I said about um Kansas City. They're gonna have to play perfect football unless again, here's the caveat. If San Francisco send that team out there that they played that first half against Green Bay, hey, we got yourself something there. That one gonna come down to whoever got the ball last. Yeah, good stuff there. Good stuff. I think I know where Kay's gonna go with this one, but let's uh, let's let him tell it. Uh, what say you about this game, Kay? So I mean, I kind of kind of copy what he say, man. Forgive me, I got the airplane in the background on my slide. Um, okay, okay, hit it. Uh, 
Yeah, man, I kind of copy what you say because, uh, you know, in San Francisco, linebackers, front seven, that is, um, they come out biting like they did in the second half. Uh, you know, it's a defensive turn. Uh, they come out biting like they did in that second half, man. Uh, they'll be all right, you know. Uh, however, um, I think where they're really going to get beat at is on the outside. Um, like I said, you know, with, with the, the Bucks-Detroit game, Williams and St. Brown didn't have good games. Um, I don't foresee that happening this two weeks in a row. Um so that to me, that's going to be the difference. Um, they're going to run the ball to keep San Francisco honest, but I think they're going to try to light it up in the, in, in, in the sky, get some get some sky miles um, in this game. So um, as far as San Francisco, San Francisco is who they thought they, who we thought they is. Um, the thing is, they do what they do well. Um, you know, nothing surprises me with San Francisco now. I don't look at none of their plays and say, wow. You know, um, it's almost you can almost kind of feel what's coming, um, so to speak. And I think the league is seeing that. I, I know we're gonna try to touch on Mr. B, BP later, um, yeah. so I ain't gonna speak on it. But uh, as far as the game go, I like Detroit, man. Um, not a no blowout though, but I like Detroit. I'm gonna go uh, high score like 31, 24. All right, good stuff there, man. Good stuff. Yeah, I, you know what? I, I, I can't argue with anyone. I think you know what what everyone's looking at right now is. I think they're, they're everyone's trying to put the Forty ers in a box, uh, if you will. It's you look at the, the Packers game and you look at that first half and and you don't and, and it's, it's like I don't know if you want to if you're disrespecting the, the the Packers or if you're disrespecting the Forty ers I don't know how to take that because if you looked at the Packers and what they did against the Cowboys, everyone's saying that the Packers were a, you know a legitimate team and everyone had them you know penciled in to you know to get to the NFC Championship, especially the way that they played against Dallas, you know in Dallas. Um, and, and, you know, AT&T Stadium, they thought they could repeat the same thing, you know, against the 49ers. For whatever reason, no one wants to give the 49ers respect. I don't want to say no one, but there's a lot of people out there that don't want to give the 49ers respect. And I, I think the 49ers, um, that game that they had, I think you have to put a lot of no excuses by any stress. Ladies gentlemen, what I'm about to say, I think the 49ers didn't really play football, meaning like Brock Purdy and, uh, you know, didn't really play for like, what? What was it? I don't know. He didn't play uh, in, in that in that, uh, in that last game of the season. He didn't play, obviously, he had that bye week um, as well. So there was some layoff there. There was some rust there. You could throw that, that rust in there, not making excuses. I'm not saying that. 49ers definitely didn't look like the 49ers team that a lot of people have winning the Super Bowl. Um, because of the Packers and the way that the Packers have played. But the Packers have played well down the stretch, ladies and gentlemen. And then if you look at what they did against the Cowboys, that wasn't a lucky win, ladies and gentlemen. It wasn't like they won 10-7 to or 13-10 you know, or anything like that. They put up 48 on the Cowboys and, you know, two pick sixes in Dallas, you know, so, you know, I think a lot of people are, are disrespecting the Cowboys, I mean, not the uh, the Packers in that sense. Now, as far as the 49ers go, man, yes, I agree. Debo not being there is a different offense, but I think Kyle Shanahan, it's a, he's a product of his experience where he realizes that 
what he has to do when he doesn't have Debo. Um, I, I think we're going to see my X factor in this game. If for whatever reason Debo can't go for the full game, look for this name, ladies and gentlemen, Elijah Mitchell. I think Elijah Mitchell is going to be the X factor in this game. I think he's going to play a lot, and which allows uh, Christian McCaffrey to do some of the things that Debo does. Um, you know, if Debo can't go, Elijah Mitchell can tote the rock. If you look back in the last two weeks of the season, regular season, what he did in that Commanders game um, when McCaffrey went down with the calf strain, and then the last game against the Rams. Granted, no one played, but Elijah Mitchell stepped up and, and toted that rock well. So I, I think that's something you have to look at there. The question mark here or the Achilles heel for this Lions team is as, as much as they're motivated and Dan and Campbell has them ready to play, the back end of that defense is questionable. Even though they've got C.J. Gardner-Webb out there talking a lot of junk, you really don't want to poke the bear, if you will, if you don't really want to bite on the tail of a dragon. So you don't want to give the 49ers extra added motivation. So um, I think their defense is going to be questionable. I do think it's going to be somewhat of a high-scoring game. But I am going to go with the 49ers, man. I, just because I'm a fan, ladies and gentlemen, I, you know, I, I, I have the ability to take the fandom out of it. I really do. But I just think I don't think it's going to be a blowout um, by any stretch. Um, they're seven-point uh, favorites. Do I think they cover? I think they will cover. I do, I do think they will cover, ladies and gentlemen. I think they win by, like, eight. I think they, they will. It will be a one-possession game. It won't be a blowout. But I think the 49ers are focused right now. They understand what's at stake. They understand, you know, you know, the where they want to be at. Because this time last year, they were in a position to win. One play caused Brock Purdy um, to to be without the be without the game. Um, so I think they they're focused on this. They know what's at stake right now. They want to get to that promised land, and I think they get it done. And but and the Lions are will regroup and get and get right for the next season. So with that being said, E, real quick, I want to talk about Brock Purdy. I want to segue into Brock Purdy a little bit here, man, because I'm really sick of people giving like saying Brock Purdy isn't that guy. No, he's not Mahomes. No, he's not Lamar Jackson. Um, but Brock Purdy seems to like he he seems to take more blame than he gets credit for Eve. Like he does never gets credit for what he does. And if you look at his numbers, ladies and gentlemen, he's top four in a lot of different categories. At one point up into that Ravens game, he was an MV, a legitimate MVP candidate. Had he be had the 49ers won that game against the Ravens and he played well, he would be a legitimate uh, MVP candidate. So with that being said, you know, what say you about Brock Purdy? Why? I, I get it. He's not Mr. He's not, you know, he's Mr. Irrelevant. He wasn't the number one overall pick. He wasn't a first-round pick. So why is it so hard for these guys to look past that and just look at what he's done? I mean, he's a second-year guy. This is his first full year, first full season. He came in, uh, you know, and uh, – uh, third away in the season last year and led the 49ers to the NFC Championship. Now he's done it again. A lot of people are saying it's, it's, it's Debo, it's McCafferty, it's these guys around him. Why is it so hard for people to give Brock Purdy the credit for why this team is where they are right now? I think it's a situation, and I'm talking about pundits here, not just casual fans. I'm talking about gotcha. pundits that we see on various media outlets. They hate to backtrack. So the take that they give in the beginning, they stick, normally they stick to that take even when the take has proven to be wrong. 
What, right. One example is Brock Purdy. Oh, my bad. I had to buy it. Um, one example is Brock Purdy. Another example is um, Lamar. Like Richard Sherman just recently walked back his con the this this awful take he had about Lamar. But when it comes to Purdy, Purdy came up balling. Mm-hmm. But all the punches, I'm talking about back when he, this is, I'm going all the way back to last year. Purdy came right. out balling. But all the takes were, oh, he was the last pick of the last round, and, and he should, he's not that good. He's this, 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 and this. And now that, you know, he, he came out this year balling, they dropped a few games because you had McCaffrey out, you had Trent Williams out, you had um, Debo out. So, he, mm-hmm. you know, he, he had a couple bad games, which is allowed. I mean, and so they they sticking to the take. I mean, because like like I said, a lot of it is entertainment. Because again, you want in this business, you want credibility. Because what a lot of people don't realize, there's a difference in being a reporter and a guy that just give takes. Stephen mm-hmm. A. is both. He's a reporter and he gives mm-hmm. takes. You got Adam Schefter is a reporter. Woj is a reporter. Um, Shams, those are reporters that give mm-hmm. you factual information. Most of these other guys are just giving takes. And once you marry a take, it's real hard <laughs> to walk that back and hold yeah. credibility, if you will. So I think Brock Purdy is the victim of that in a lot of cases. You know, your question was why won't they give him credit? Because they didn't yeah. give it to him in the beginning. It's too late to give it to him now. Hey, this is my take, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> great stuff, boy. Great stuff. I almost went with another word there, but great stuff there. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, uh, Kay, what, what say you, uh, you know, Brock Purdy and, 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 you know, and everything that the question that I asked, and, and you can even, um, elaborate, if you will, on what he, uh, has, uh, stated. Well, I mean, you know, my thing for the night, he, he is who I thought he is, you know. Um, I don't, I, from the beginning, I haven't had Purdy on the pedestal that he's, you know, somewhat on. Uh, you know, I think he's a, a product of his environment, you know, um, and that's no disrespect to him um, at all. Um, I just think that's just what it is, you know. To me, he's not doing no more than Jimmy did, uh, you wow. know, with the exception of a few plays. I mean, seriously. You know, I mean, looking at win, loss, and things of that nature, um, they're pretty much in the same position. I mean, Kay, they're Kay, not doing Kay, much. Let me, let, Kay, uh, Kay, let me yeah. interject here for Kay, let me just interject here for a quick second. Yeah, me and you go way back. We go back like Cadillac seats. And I've told um, you this before. It's been a while <laughs> since I've said it. Kay, that's absolutely ridiculous. He's yeah, way yeah. better than Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. I don't see yeah, how bro. you can't see that, dog. I ain't saying you got to like him. I ain't saying you got to say he's better than Jesus, but he's not, way better than Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm not saying he's not better than Jimmy. What I'm saying is the team is in the same position. You know, I'm not seeing no different with the team. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Okay, if, my if bad. I, I thought you were saying that they the same type of quarterback. I was about to say, okay, that, that, No, nah, I'm not comparing the quarterbacks. We want to let you know. I'm, I'm saying to what, to what, he, to what, what he is to that team, it's more, of, it's more of the pieces that's around him than him. Um, that's what I mean. Case in point, right? Let's look at Baltimore, right? And I'm not comparing him to Lamar. With the pieces that's in Lamar, 
I mean, in, in Baltimore. It's Lamar that makes them better. In San Francisco, the pieces that's around him make him better. Okay, you understand what I'm saying? That's, that's fair. Yeah, that, that's where I'm going with that. You know what I mean? So I don't, you know, and I said this a few weeks back, man, like, you know, when they was having a, or the talk about him possibly being MVP, you know, I wasn't that high on him being. Maybe, you know, was top of the league, man, you know, but I had to give him his props. I mean, he's commanding a a, a, a a big ship over there. You know what I mean? And they got some good pieces, defensively and offensively. But, um, you know, I think it's more of the pieces around him than him. You know, and I, that ain't to say he can't play. I mean, he's in the league. Everybody in the league can play to some degree. You know what I mean? But, you know, he's not that A-level He's on an A-level team, but he's, to me, he's not an A-level quarterback. So, uh, uh, to me, it's more he's a product of his environment. Okay, yeah, I don't I don't disagree with any of that. The only thing I took issue with when you said, well, I thought you said, I misunderstood. When I thought you said, here was Jimmy Garoppolo, what I'm about to say. That's a, all your other points, are, all your other takes are valid. I, I just had to speak out on that one, though, but I misunderstood. That's my bad. <laughs> All good. All good. <laughs> yeah, and, and ladies and gentlemen, if you, if you haven't already realized that I, I've matured as a uh, as a broadcaster, as a host, back in the day, I, I would have given it a cake. I would have, but I've grown, and I've, I'm proud of myself tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Well, that, because that was one ahead. of the reasons I interjected. Because I felt I could say it, and I felt I could say it in a much shorter and friendlier tangent than you could have. Because I felt if you have jumped on it, it would have been the rest nah. of the show. We wouldn't have got nah. to my segment, and it will carry it over the next week. E, but you know what, E, I was not going to. I was I, even if you didn't interject, man. I was still going to uh, allow that to be that. I, like I said, I've matured so much, man, and I'm proud of myself because I, 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 some, I have to take the fandom out of it a lot, man. It took me a while to do that, and then I've and, and, and I'm and I'm doing that. So I respect. Not that I don't respect, but even when I did interject, but I, I respect everyone's opinion on here, and I'm just going to allow it to be that, and I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> Because I've learned my lesson back in that whole talk with the college football uh, situation. So um, if you go back to that, you know what I'm talking about with the Florida State Seminoles and things of that nature. So I've learned. Shout, I've learned, shout out to my boy Evan Ship. Shit. Shout out to you, brother. Shout out to you. I'm still trying to get him on the show, K. Walter. It's all right, I'm still trying to get him back. I get it, man. I, I get it, and I, I I reached out to Ship that night, man. So uh, you know, and uh, you know, we we still cool on Facebook, as far as I'm concerned. And he's always welcome <laughs> here, man. You know, the code if you if you forgot the code, Ship is three four seven six three seven three two eight six. We'll always get you into a sports talk with K Walk and these guys. All right, good stuff. All right, we're at that time. It's at eight thirty, ladies and gentlemen. So let's get into uh, E Scott Entertainment segment, uh, ladies and gentlemen. If you go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Stall for a quick second if you have another topic. Jay just said he's about to come on. Oh, okay. Sure thing. So let's do this. That's that's perfect, uh, perfect uh, stuff there. Uh, so let's do this. Um, he, let's go to uh, the Bucks uh, firing uh, uh, Griffin and hiring um, hiring Doc Rivers here, man. Uh, I have to get your thoughts and opinions on that. They're right now the the, the Bucks are what uh, second or third, I believe. 
in the Eastern Conference, uh, uh, in, in Eastern Conference uh, right now. What say you about this? And remember, they're coming off of firing their head coach last year in the offseason. What say you about this move um, as far as firing Griffin and also bringing in Doc Rivers? Will it make a change? And why now you know, when they're, they're, they're right there you know, at the top of the Eastern Conference Finals? What say you about this? Now, from what I heard that um, they say your boy Griffin um, was bullying Giannis's brother. I don't know if there's any truth to that. They didn't come from Wolves, wow. didn't come from Shepty, but they said he was bullying Giannis's brother. And they say he, and I'm putting up the air quotes, lost the locker room. Now, you can oh, lose okay. the locker room and survive, but you can't yeah. lose the locker room and the superstar. If you do that, that is a recipe for disaster. Now, let's look at your boy, Doc Rivers. I don't even know Doc's real name. I always call him by his government if I knew his government. Let's yeah. look at Doc. Just like earlier, I Glenn, said, you Glenn. know. It's Glenn. Uh, let's look at Glenn Rivers. So, just like I said, you know what you're getting when you hire Belichick. His resume speaks to it for itself. I was saying that in a positive light. Mm-hmm. Same thing holds true for Glenn, but not in a positive light. This dude blew more game sevens in the playoffs than Michael Jordan has ever played in. Oh, Jordan never played in the game seven in the finals. But this dude, Doc, he done blew three one leads. I think he done he blew three zero leads. He he he's a notorious line stepper. And I mean, he just I, I I don't I just don't believe in Doc as a coach. He can get you there. And now you're gonna say people are gonna say, oh well, he he won in Boston. Okay, yeah, a blind squirrel finds an aching every now and then. But I don't think Doc is the answer because Milwaukee, make no mistake about it, is a championship caliber team. They not a Doc Rivers away. They'd have been better off from <laughs> some dude we ain't never heard of. I, I don't I don't think Doc is the answer. Now because now I'm not saying Doc is gonna screw it up. I, I don't know. No one well no one knows. But if we look at track record and if history tells us anything, Doc gonna screw this thing up. Yeah, and I have to agree with you, and okay, I'll come to you. And uh, Jay's on right now. I see Jay's on. So uh, I'll bring him and get his thoughts and opinions on that, and then we'll get into your show real quick. Um, you know, um, Kay, well, um, well, actually, let me, uh, yeah, I agree, man. It's, it's kind of what I said last night on, on uh, Sideline Speaks. Uh, Tuesday nights, you can catch Jason Collins, Brittany Jones, and myself um, on live on at 7 p.m., ladies and gentlemen, Tuesday nights on YouTube and anywhere you get your, your podcast. Again, that's the Sideline Speaks uh, with Brittany Jones. Jason Collins and myself, Kevin Walker. Um, yeah, you know what? E, I agree with you there. I didn't know what happened there, and if that was the case as far as him him losing the locker room, I can see that. That's the only thing that I can see. That's why he would um, he would be let go because it had to be something that was done in there that we didn't know about because to be let go as a coach, um, you know, with a team of this talent, um, their third or second in, in the Eastern Conference, um, something had to be done and something had to be said. So that's, that's where I, I think immediately where I went to. As far as Doc Rivers, I, I just don't know. I just, you know, maybe if there's this, you know, it's kind of like, you know, we're going to bring in a coach like, um, you know, you know, when you get these big three guys or you get these big team, uh, big name guys, and sometimes they don't feel like, they need a coach, but Doc Rivers has shown that you know he can lose a locker room. You know, you know, and and Cle- I mean, no, not Cleveland, and, uh, and with the Clippers, 
We know he won, you know, he won with uh, the Boston Celtics there with the big three there with Ray Allen, uh, KG, and then uh, the big ticket, and then and, and the truth, uh, Paul Pierce. But in my opinion, he should have won multiple championships. He should at least won back-to-back championships. But it just seems like Doc always loses the, uh, the these young players as well. I think Doc is more of an old-school guy, and I mean these, these younger guys. I don't know if they can really relate to him, because as I stated, and I'm, if you watched the show last night, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to repeat exactly what I said last night. Is I just think you have to treat these, um, you know, like the NFL, you know, with these young coaches, and these young coaches can. Really Relate to these young players, uh, you know, you know, at this point, uh, for sure. So um, I don't know if Doc is that old school mentality. If it's, if it's going to work, you know, with this team, or if he has the ability to transform himself into this, uh, you know, into leading this young team. We'll we'll see how that goes. But nonetheless, Kay, what, what say you, real quick? So it's a little wild to me, man. That you know they. I ain't been following basketball all year like that, you know, you know, whatever right. they're showing on TV, whatnot. But it, when I see, when I, when I saw breaking news, you know, Bucks coach fired, I'm like, dang. Now I knew they right. were third in the East. I mean, third in the, in the, in the, in the uh, NBA, if I'm correct, uh, with their record. Um, and the coach gets fired. I'm like, what's really going on? So, you know, like right. everybody else, I started looking at TV and, uh, Googling things and ESPN and whatever, so, so on and so forth, um, just to try to get an idea of what's going on. And then I caught wind of, you know, one of the NBA shows on TV, and they were showing highlights um, from Giannis and the coach in the middle of the game arguing. I'm like, well, you know, well, that that will get you out of the door real fast. <laughs> quick, quick, fast, and in a hurry. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And, and, you know, so on and so forth. Now, you know, he said about his brother getting uh, harassed. Now, you bullying the little brother. You know, you in my face mid-game on the sideline. Yeah, bro, you ain't trying to have no job. (laughs) You know, that's a disaster right there. Now, as far as Doc Rivers goes, I think Doc Rivers was an emergency hire. I don't think Doc Rivers was like their target or anything like that because if he was, they would have hired him in the offseason, you know. So I think Doc was just an emergency plug-in, you know, somebody that would take the job that's quality, you know, um, and knows how to manage big names. As far as him winning there, um, I think it can be done because they got the pieces, um, yeah. you know, but, you know, things didn't go so well in Philly now. Supposedly some people had issues with GM and so forth, so um, maybe that was the issue in Philly. But um, we'll see um, with Milwaukee. I don't know if he's the right man, but he ain't the wrong man. Um, so, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, for sure, man, for sure. And I just want to get our, our good buddy, Mr. Jason Collins, again, my, my co-host on the Sideline Speaks, Jason Collins, Brittany Jones, and myself, Kevin Walker, again, on Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Check us out, ladies and gentlemen. Jay, what, what say you, uh, you know, I know you've been listening. First of all, thank you so much for joining us, brother, and how are you doing this evening? I'm doing good, man. What's going on, fellas? Hey, what up, Jay? What up, what up, what up? Yeah, what, what say you about the uh, you know the, the the box? We know I know I got your your uh, your take. Yeah, so, uh, man, I, I I really think um, 
I don't know, man. I, I just feel like the Bucks didn't believe that the current coach was a championship level coach. Like I just, I, I think he was good, and obviously he had a good record. But there was something going on there where I just don't believe they thought he could lead them to a title. And and I like I like what was said calling Doc like an emergency hire because that that that's a great term for it because I don't know if. If it was like a real clean, they had time search if Doc would be their guy, but he's probably the best that's available right now. Uh, and again, I'm not sure that Doc can lead them to a title, but if you're going to make a move, he might have been the best of what was left. So I, I can understand why they did it. Yeah, good stuff there, good stuff. All right, ladies and gentlemen, so uh, that's Jason Collins again, ladies and gentlemen. You know, catch us on Tuesday nights. All right. Um, on Sideline Speaks, uh, on YouTube, live, everywhere, anywhere you get your podcast. Check us out Tuesday nights. Uh, again, Brittany Jones, Jason Collins, and Kevin Walk on the Sideline Speaks. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's that time of the show where, uh, you know, it's the East Scott Entertainment segment. If you're a longtime listener, you already know. If you're a first-time listener, stay on your toes. It's time for East Scott Entertainment segment. Taking a quick break. We'll be right back. How you do that death? How you do that death? New Orleans, Baton Rouge. How you do that death? Let me get a face, Charles. How you do that death? Shreveport, Mississippi. How you do that death? Alabama, Atlanta. How you do that death? Florida, Arkansas. How you do that death? Who that? They want to do that. Run up with your will and Ladies and gentlemen, East Guys Entertainment segment is brought to you by Vintage Lab. Ventus Labs is bringing the best patient outcomes in healthcare environments and consumer homes. To schedule a consultation with the pharmacist, please visit Vintage Labs Collection at VintageLabsCollection.com. Again, that is VintageLabsCollection.com. We got a sponsor, though. So, let's hop right on into it. Well, I got for you guys. I got 21 of them on the board. Hey, K-Walk, I reached out to Jay. Jay said he's coming for that 25. He won't lunch on you tomorrow. So I was right in the last fight. Now, now, Jay, I got to tell you, though, this, this, this is a K-Walk category. But, oh, um, hey, you, you still got a shot. Uh, fictional hangouts is what we got. Got twenty one oh, on nice. the board. Nice. You, um, I'm gonna give you the hangout. You give me the television show it comes from. Okay, well, <laughs> let's start with you. One through twenty one. All right, let me uh, rock with number one as always. <clears throat> number one, the drunken clam. Drunken clam. Oh, I think that's a Simpsons. I think the Simpsons final answer. That is incorrect. Uh, oh, special K that rolls over to you, the drunken clam. This, this might be the only five I get, but that's gonna be SpongeBob. <laughs> I am. That is also incorrect, Jake. Wow, man. Clam. This might be the only one I get, but I believe it's Family Guy. E. Final that answer. Is co- that is correct. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to okay. end the game right here. Jay is out of water. <laughs> yeah, let's wrap this thing up. <laughs> that is the correct answer. Okay. 1 through 21. 13. Number 13. Rob's Place. Ah. Oh. Uh. Man, I don't know, man. Uh, Rob's place. Let's go with uh, um, living single. Final. 
Jay, Rob's place. Uh, I have no idea. Final Ooh. answer. Wow. <laughs> okay, well, Rob's place. Dun, 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 dun. That's what's happening. Final answer. <laughs> that is that is correct. What happening is the correct answer. Jay, we on you. One through twenty-one. All right, give me number two. Number two. Number two. Number two. Moe's Cavern. Moe's Cavern. Um. Ah, uh, I'm not even going to take up the time. I don't know. Final answer. Uh, let's see. Uh, K-Walk, that rolls over to you. Yeah. Moe's Tavern. Whew. My previous answer, <laughs> Simpsons, finally. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> the Simpsons is the correct, is the correct answer. Uh, K-Walk, we owe you. Give me number 21. <clears throat> number 21. Cooper's Bar. Ooh, Cooper's Bar. Um, I don't know this one, so I'm going to guess... I don't know how how I met your mother. I don't know. Final answer. That's okay. It rolls over to you. Cooper's Bar. <laughs> is, is that all American? Final answer. Jay, it rolls over to you. Cooper's Bar. I'll throw something out there. Hanging with Mr. Cooper. Final answer. <laughs> no, that's the king of queens. That's what does him hang out. No, nah, man. Uh, I should have known that. As oh, much as I watch wow. that show. <laughs> Special K, oh, wow. where are you? Let me get uh fourteen. Number fourteen, Arnold's. Who hangs uh, out at Arnold's? Arnold. Okay, you should know. You should know this one, okay? I think. Arnold's, Arnold's, Arnold's. Ah man, I'm not sure, man. Um, I'm gonna go uh, uh night court. Final <laughs> Jay, Jay roll over to you, Arnold. Uh, is that Happy Days? Final answer. That is correct. Happy Days yeah. is the correct. <laughs> yeah. Happy Days is the correct answer. And Jay, we on you. Um, give me number three. Number three, the Regal Beagle. I know this. I know this. That's got that's um Three's Company. Final answer. That is correct. Jay takes the lead. K <laughs> walk. Uh, <laughs> Number 20. There's <laughs> <laughs> still three daily doubles out there, too. Number 20. What? <laughs> you picked the easiest one on the board. Uh, 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 K-Wop. Cheers. Man. Uh, cheers. Follow answer. <laughs> that, that is correct. I had, to put a, I had to put a freebie out there. That's uh, okay. We owe you. 15. Number 15, the Max. Who hangs out at the Max? The Max. 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 Yeah. Oh, where is that? Um, 90210. (laughs) It rolls over to you, Jay, the Max. The Max. I don't know. I know what that is now. K-Walk, the Max. Yeah, I don't know where this one is, man. Um, is it, no, he said 90210. I don't know, man. I'm just going to just stay by the bell. I don't know. I don't answer. I have no idea. 
Saved by the Bell is the correct answer. Wow. (laughs) That that is the correct answer. Oh, man. Those California shows. Oh, snap. Uh, Okay, that was was you. Jay, we on you. All right, give me number four. Number four. Number number four. Central Perk. I think I know this one. Central Perk. Uh, I'm not sure, E. I, I'm not sure. I don't know. Final answer. Oh. K-Walk, it runs over to you. Yeah, rest in peace, Matthew Perry. That's uh, Friends, final answer. What about your friends? They will <laughs> let you down. That is correct. K-Walk, we know you. All right. This is a, this is a double, daily double out there. Oh, three of them, actually. Three um, of them. All right. Jay, I'm sorry, brother, but I gotta take number eight. <laughs> <laughs> number eight, the pit. Who hung out at the pit? Yeah, that's uh, that's. Oh no, no, no! I always get these two confused. All right, the pit, the pit, the pit, the pit, the pit, the pit. <sighs> oh, that's a different world. Follow it. Oh, woo. all right. A different world is the correct answer. Special K. Let me get, uh, what's that, 16. Number 16, Daily Double. Uh, you have no points. Um, you, you can risk up to 10. Okay, for 10 points, the boy's nest. Oh, I mean, ten, uh, five points. Um, <laughs> the boy's nest. Uh, oh, this is my show. The boysness. Uh, man. Oh, I know what that wow. is. Martin, find out. K-Walk, wow. with no point telling what the correct answer is. Yeah. Cuckoo, cuckoo. That's a Dukes of Hazard, man. Dim Dukes. Dim Dukes. That is that is correct. Jay, where are you? You still got two days to know. All right. There. Give me number five. Number five, Daily Double. <laughs> Jay, you have 15, K-Walk has 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. I'm not confident, E, but I got to push all my chips to the table. I'm betting it all. <laughs> you all, Ooh, you all in, Jay? Oh, Lord, I'm man. all in. And it's not a difficult one. Okay. The, the, the clue, Monk's Coffee Shop. What's it called? Who hangs out at Monk's Coffee Shop? shop. Who who hangs out at Monk's? Ah, I know this. I know this. Oh, this is my show. George and them. That's Seinfeld. Final answer. That is the correct answer. Yes, sir. We got a tag game. I was going (laughs) to give you credit just for George and them. That was good. (laughs) 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 K-Walk, got one daily double left. You tied with Jay. All right. Give me my quarterback, man. Give me number seven. Number seven, the Peach Pit. Yeah, that's the one I was going to miss. That's Beverly Hills 90210. Final answer. That is correct. Uh, Special K, you still there? 
Yeah, I don't know why, but it's <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Number, number 17, Mel's Diner. Who oh. hung out at Mel's Diner? I know that one. Yeah, I think so. <clears throat> um, you already said what's happening. Mel's, 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 Mel's. Is that Alice? Fine. That is <laughs> yeah. correct. Yeah, Yep. That is correct, Mr. K. Alice is kiss my grits. Uh, Jay, we on you. All right, give me number six. Number six. Number six. Nipsey's. Who won that at oh, Nipsey's? Jay. Take out the easy one. Oh, that's Martin, final answer. That is correct. We got ourselves a game. Uh, oh, me and Martin. All right, give me the, let me see here. Yeah, give me, I'm trying to channel my inner E here. Give me number 11. Number 11, the Krusty Krab. Who going to the Krusty Krab? That's SpongeBob in there, SpongeBob Square. <laughs> Who lives in the pineapple under the sea? SpongeBob Square, Uh, K, that's okay. We owe you. Give me 18. Number 18. Truth Nightclub. Who won uh, the truth? If you don't know. Oh, that's power. Final answer. Uh, that is correct. You back to even zero. Jay, where are you? Still a daily uh, double out there. Give me number nine. Daily double. Oh, uh, uh, here we go. Let's see. Jay, you got 35. K-Walk, you got 5. K-15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40. All right, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna. I'm gonna end the game right now. I'm. I'm gonna bet twenty five. Twenty five for true. Yeah. Okay, don't pray. Okay, here's your clue. The bada bing. Who hung out at oh, the you, bada bing? You don't know that. You don't. Bada Everybody bing. got a plan so they get hit in the mouth. <laughs> bada bing. Uh, <laughs> KCK Walk said, "I don't know it." It makes me feel like. It, it, it's one of those movies I I haven't seen or something or, or something like yeah. that. Um, bada bing, man, I don't know. Um, I don't know. Shoot. Um, I'm just gonna say, what was that HBO show? Oh, um, you look it up. You the, look. The, 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 I, I swear I'm not looking this up. It's just the only mom show I know. I'm going to say The Sopranos. It's the only mom show I know. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm, I'm Portland Trailblazing this thing right now. I'm Portland Trailblazing this thing right now. Yes. <laughs> That is the correct answer. <laughs> Look, I swear I did not even stand up. I really didn't. Hello. Oh, my God. Alexa, is Jay cheating? <laughs> I didn't Alexa, look that up, man. Is Jay cheating? Oh, you, I didn't. oh, Alexa don't have an answer. But that is the correct answer. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the Detroit oh. Live going for two. They miss it, and Dan Campbell said, "We going for two again." <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm 
Portland Trailblazer this thing right now, man. I'm, hey, we we could right. just go ahead and wrap it up, but since I work hard on these, we're going to go ahead and finish yeah, it up. But, Because there are no more Daily Doubles, and Jay just put up a two-five piece. Uh, uh, Carol, we owe you. Number 19. Give me number 19. <laughs> number 19. Molly. Who Molly. Was on that Molly's? Oh, man, I lost my train of thought. Uh, Molly's. Where's Molly's? Molly's, Molly's. Uh, um, oh, yeah, that's uh, the, the, my, my, all of them. Uh, the three, the three, uh, Chicago's in them. <laughs> Can I do that? The Chicago Mad, yeah, the, well, what I put down was any of the Chicago shows. Any, okay. Anyone you would have said would have been fine. Uh, okay. Special K for 70 points. Um, <laughs> what's your what's your clue? Let me see what's the best one. Okay, we got ten and, and 12. twelve. Those are ten and twelve. Give me twelve. Number twelve, McLaren's Pub. Who hangs out at McLaren's Pub? McLaren's Pub. Ah, my dear man, uh, let's go with. Uh, um, um, I don't know, man. How's the car? It's fine, man. Jay, McLaren's pub. I really have no idea, but I'll throw something out there. Um, two and a half men. I don't know. Final answer. K-Walk, McLaren's pub. Yeah, I don't, I don't know this one either, brother. Um, McLaren's pub, I'm just going to say, uh, uh, what is that? Um, How I Met Your Mother, final answer. I don't know. How about your mother is the correct answer? What? <laughs> yes, that okay. is the correct now answer. Now I get it. Okay. All right. Fine. Let's see. Last clue goes to you, Jay. Um, Nemo's Pizza. Nemo's Pizza? Who hangs out at Nemo's Pizza? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, a, a fish? I don't know. Uh, I have no idea. Final answer. I don't know. K-Walk, Nemo's Pizza. Who hangs out at Nemo's Pizza? Is that uh not King of Queens? Um, what's his buddy? Um, everybody loves Raymond. Final answer. That is the correct answer. And a new champion with a twenty-five dollar oh protest. K-Walk, you got a lot, but not quite enough. Just K, you um, yeah, we're just gonna move on past you. Uh, K, cue some music. Indeed. Yes, I did. So I packed it up and brought it back to the crib. Just a little something to show you how we live. Everybody want it, but it ain't that shit. Mm-hmm. That's that shit. So if you gon' do it, do it just like this. Okay, well, enjoy that replay tomorrow. <laughs> you already can't, know. Can't tell Jay his lunch for tomorrow. Jay, man, I appreciate you coming on. Look, I don't, bro. $5 dollars about to pay is well hey. worth the entertainment value that we got out of this. I mean, hey. K-Walk, that was an investment. Hey, no, so since, since K-Walk has my victory nah. under protest, I'm going to forego my winnings tonight, nah, nah, and I'm going to leave it in the pot for next week. 
No, K Walk uh-uh. K Walk has my win under protest. I'm foregoing my winning. Leave it in the pot for next week. <laughs> All right. It, the entertainment value that we got out of this was well worth $25. <laughs> I got you, David. I feel like we got about three minutes left. Let's go and wrap this yeah. thing up and take us all home. <laughs> yeah, I got you, Dave. I'm a man of my word, man. I can't prove that. So, um,. Um, but uh, nonetheless, man, a great show there. Uh, uh, Special K, appreciate you joining us and providing your insight a- a- as always. E. Scott, you know, you know how we do. Jay, thank you so much for joining us for the entertainment aspect of the show. It's called E. Scott's Entertainment Savior for a, uh, for a reason, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, again, thank you for joining us. And I always got to, want to leave you guys, you know, with uh, you know, with something positive. Uh, this evening, I'll leave you with this. Uh, you have to believe in yourself when no one else does, okay? For uh, E. Scott, uh, I am K. Walk for Sports Talk with K. Walk and E. Scott. God willing, we'll talk to you next week. Yo. Like we always do with this time, I go for mine, I get the shine. Now throw your hands up in the sky. I go for mine, I get the shine. Now throw your hands up in the sky. Good.